to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. You guys are in for a treat today. It's just Sarah and I, just the two of us, and we are going to do a deep dive into something that so many of our listeners have been asking about. We're going to be talking about the bigger life side of Sarah Reynolds today, and we're mainly going to be focusing on her health journey. So I hope you guys stick around because I'm sure you're going to take away a lot of good nuggets. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. So um, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so where? So, tell me, Sarah, where does your health journey begin? Have you always struggled with your weight, or? Yeah. So i um, I was raised um, in a home where health and and weight wasn't really a priority. Exercise wasn't um, a priority. My my dad was over three hundred pounds. Um, he was b- building a. A, a, a very um, well-known church here locally, and poured his poured his whole um, sort of being into that his work, um, which you can see a, a trend with me um, a little bit later in my life as well. <laughs> um, and my mom, and my mom as well. I mean, they didn't they didn't make um, health a priority. I mean, my my main role when my dad would get home from from work was to get him a bowl of chips, uh, the bag of chips and the dip. And he would sit in his lazy boy chair recliner and we would bring him his snacks um, and his ice cream. And that was how I was brought up. And so when you're brought up that way, you know, you don't know how to make it a priority. Um, gaining weight when I was um, in middle school uh, and Ever since middle school, my my weight, my health has been a major, major struggle for me, uh, and something that I have um, really struggled with my whole life. So since then, I love that. Um, well, I I don't love that, but I'm love that you shared that. So yeah, okay. So you've struggled with weight your whole life, and um, and obviously you you know we follow the patterns of our family. That's just what yep. we do, and so you literally started in real estate when you were right in your early twenties, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I graduated, I graduated from college. Um, I was overweight then as well. I'm not too, not too bad, but, um, I got into real estate. I started as my mom's buyer's agent. And for those listeners that are buyer's agents, you know, and you're in the car all the time. We live in a very high traffic area, um, part of the country. And so I think we're always number one or two for worst traffic in America. So I was in the car constantly, didn't really prepare my days. So I would go through, lunch was in a drive-thru and dinner was typically through a drive-thru. Wasn't married yet, didn't have kids. Um, and so I started slowly um, gaining gaining weight. I became a very, very good realtor. I was selling a, a lot of houses almost right from the beginning. Um, and my weight every single year started growing. And, um, and I'm, I know a lot of us can relate to that. Those of you, those of us that are in sales, that's very, very relatable. Uh, you know, I started putting power bars and things like that in my glove box and trying to prepare yeah. lunches and stuff that you could eat in your car, literally. Uh, but even yeah. just the act of, of just sitting, you're just sitting a lot. You're very sedentary when you do that kind of thing it can be tough. Um, okay. So you started gaining weight through your twenties. Um, <clears throat> 
at some point you met George. Well, I think you met George and uh, your your wonderful husband, George, your wonderful husband's <laughs> yes. uh, in college, right? Am I right? Yeah. So we, yes. And what's funny about uh, our health story and also a little bit about our love story as well is I had gained weight, a good amount of weight all through high school. And then my freshman year of college, that summer between my freshman year and sophomore year, I really took my health seriously that summer. I, I was working out every day, eating really good. And I lost about 20 to 30 pounds um, at the same, that same summer, George was doing the same thing. He had gained a lot of weight in his freshman year and we met each other really at one of our lowest weights actually, oh, wow. um, which was our, the beginning of our sophomore year of college. And so I was a size, um, eight, which was, uh, the smallest I had been, um, up until that point, probably since middle school. Um, uh, and he also had made health a priority. And so we, we, a lot of our story was around working out and exercise because we had both gotten to the habit uh, of doing that. And so we started, um, we would run on the track at Liberty University, which is where we went to college. And so that was part of our sort of relationship was working out together. Um, and then actually, I always forget about this, but in 2005, I had my appendix out. And mm. um, after surgery, I stopped working out. Mm. And so I was went from 2005 um, being very regular working out to um, getting into real estate, eating through the drive-through, and then not exercising for about, wow, o- almost what, 15, 16 years. Wow. Wow. Your whole yeah. life. Your whole adult life, yes. basically. Yeah. Yes. Well, yep. and that's also very relatable. I know all of us can relate to the fact of just falling off that bandwagon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. for for 15 years, you you had you you married the wonderful George and um you have three beautiful children. Yep. Um I probably met you when you were probably at your at your heaviest. I think so. Yep. Yeah. When I look back yeah. at the picture of the first time that we met, my face was so round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was for sure. My, that was for sure. My heaviest eat. I got pregnant, um, with Olivia in 2000. Well, I had her in 2013. And so I was 31. Um, and each baby I, I gained weight. So I was, um, you know, I, I, I would gain about 20, 20 to 30 pounds um, each child. I did well when I was nursing, when I was breastfeeding. Um, but I would, I was about, I was eating double the amount you eat, not breastfeeding. And then I never stopped. So then I would gain, I would gain a lot of weight after each, each, each of the babies. So, and, uh, what's going on with your business as this is happening, obviously it's growing, right? Just like your babies were. Yeah. So just as, uh, the size, my size and my pants was growing. So was, so was our business <laughs> at probably the same rate, sadly. Um, but that's the truth is the business was growing and I was sacrificing my health for the business. And so the win in my world, almost everything in my world was around the business growth. Um, I think when you first met me, Wendy, that's all I talked about. Um, not really talking about family or personal or my big life at all. It was all about business growth. So we had taken the business from, um, in 2006 revenue of, of, of about 400,000 to, um, 
this year revenue will do 40 million in revenue. So quite a bit of growth. Tw- 20 million, 20 million of that was during my, like my bad health time of my life, which was the majority has been the majority of my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so up until, uh, January of 2021 is when I started, um, really looking at my health, uh, differently. And so that is, um, but yeah, our business grew at a really fast rate, but I was sacrificing my family. I was sacrificing my health for the sake of the business. Well, and what were your, what were your, what were your probably bad habits around your health during those years? What did that look like for you? So I would wake up in the morning and immediately uh, get ready for work and head to the office. I was in the office from about 8 a.m. to um, for well over a decade, 10 p.m. at night. Uh, with that eating out, every meal was eating out um, and did not have any form of exercise at all. So there was no no moving my body and no eating healthy and not drinking water. So I would um, drink primarily Diet Coke, uh, for many years, um, that was, but no water, no working out, um, and definitely really bad, uh, health habit, eating habits. Well, and I know you told me once that a lot of your, um, rewards were around food. So it's like, if you had a hard day, you'd kind of reward yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't know at the time, but now I do know I, I was, I, have been and still struggle with emotional eating. And it is an addiction just as um, drugs or alcohol. You know, a lot of people, when they have a bad day, they might go home and make themselves a drink or um, they might be addicted to, uh, to drugs or they, they do something when they're having a bad day. For me, it was 100% um, the drive-through. Um, so I, my routine when I would have a bad day, which as you're growing a business, you know that most every day is stressful. <laughs> and so, you know, mm-hmm. when I said I'm having a bad day or a stressful day, that was almost every day. I would uh, get in the car mm-hmm. late at night and um, drive home and go through the drive-through, and then I would I would get my food and I would park in a parking spot at the at the at McDonald's or Chick Fil A or uh, mm-hmm. Wendy's, and I would eat eat the food and then and then go home. And that was um, that was my addiction to emotional eating. That I I viewed food as um, as the way to make me feel better. Uh, and I still, to this day, I don't believe just like an alcoholic is always struggles, uh, with alcohol or it needs to make sure that they are, um, not giving into that temptation. The same goes for me for emotional eating. I mean, when you look at food as that, um, relief in your life or, or that, um, that gives you uh, peace or whatever, then you actually struggle with it your whole life. So even though I've overcome that um, in terms of overcoming um, that addiction, I don't give into that addiction anymore. It is still very much a struggle in my life. And so I don't believe it will ever go, go away. Um, I, I'm passionate about talking about this because so many people don't talk about emotional eating like drugs and alcohol, but it is. Mm-hmm. F- food can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it very much was so. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite a favorite meal or drive through or anything, or did you just kind of mix it up? 
Mix it. I mean, I love the number one at Chick Fil A. This is like all the emotional eaters are okay. like, don't go there, don't go start. But but, but <laughs> number one from Chick Fil A with uh, two Polynesian so sauce. Good. You have to have the sauce. Yeah. So good. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. know other people are thinking it, so I just want. Yes. I, I don't yeah, want to leave anyone my, wondering. That okay. was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I I remember when we met you. Uh, you basically. I know you said to me and others, you said, well, I'm going to have my third, I'm going to have my third baby and then I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to have my third yeah. baby and I'm going to lose weight. And I wonder if that was like a, like maybe a pattern for you. I'm going to do, I'm going to get to here and then I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get to here and I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get to here and lose weight. Yeah. It, it's, you know, a lot of women don't compartmentalize, but I actually do a good amount and I do in stages of my life is what I'm realizing. And so I, I viewed, mm. Uh, for over 10 years of like, almost like an acceptance. Like I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be heavy because I'm having babies. Um, And everyone Mm -hmm. needs to be okay, okay Mm -hmm. with that. And I need to be okay with that. Right. And so I kept saying like, okay, after that, I'm going to then make this a priority, which is actually what has happened. Um, I I wish Mm -hmm. I didn't do it that way now. um, But that is actually what occurred. Well, so what was the what was the spark? I mean, why did you decide to take ownership over your health after not doing it for so long? So, so there was two things, monumental things that happened. Um, the first is, I think, me even thinking about it. So, for a long time, I never even viewed this as something to make a priority, which sounds crazy now, right? Um, but that's the truth. Is for me, it was like, I, I was a confident person. My husband loved me the way I was. He was attracted to me the way I was. And so, and, and so I was like, why, why is this a problem? Right. Um, but the monumental thing, the first thing, um, Mm -hmm. that changed my mindset around that was actually, um, right after Keller Williams mega camp, uh, in 2000, um, hmm. I'm, I'm probably getting some dates wrong here, but it was, Either family reunion or mega camp. No, it was family reunion because it was actually right after we launched the podcast. So it was the that family oh, reunion we launched the podcast. Yes, twenty twenty. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Gary Keller um, has all the top agents in the room for a Gary Keller mastermind after family reunion and after mega camp. So this was family reunion. So we're all in the room, yeah. and he says, "I have a special author that's coming to speak and going to talk about health." And he had this guy, this guy that has had a huge influence on his life talk about his eating and workout routine. And I got so frustrated that Gary Keller was taking his top agent's time to talk about health. And I remember texting the dolls, texting you guys saying like, this I is ridiculous. That. No, I was there. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't say I anything. Thought, yeah. I, I literally didn't say anything, but I remember that. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, different. And I think Sue was kind of feeling the same way. She's like, this is a huge waste of time. Yeah. I was like, why would we need to talk about business? Yeah. We need to talk about real estate. We need to talk, like, why are we talking about our health? And at the very end of the meeting, uh, it's like when the pastor says something at church and you're like, oh, they're talking to you. Like, I felt like it was just me and Gary Keller in the room because at the end of the at end of the meeting, he said, you guys, you can't win if you're dead. And it hit me so strong. I, I wrote it down. I paused 
And I was like, and I'm all about winning and all about making an impact and all about making a difference and living this big business. And that was the first moment that I realized they go together. You like, you can't Mm, make an impact. You can't build a big business if you aren't taking care of yourself, if you're dead. And so that was the first shift in my mindset of just saying like, okay, this is, this is going to be, this needs to be a priority for me. Um, and so that was the first sort of pivotal moment was when I started thinking about, okay, I need to make this a priority. And so then what happened next? Did you just so, go home and start working out and eating healthy the next day or? No, I definitely tried. I definitely tried. I, I immediately started making some small, like some small changes, but I really struggled up until um, about November of, of 2020. So, so January of 2020, okay. uh, February of 2020 was when that happened. And then November of 2020, um, we were recording for this podcast. So this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to potentially get emotional here, but this podcast has been a, a big joy for me, um, for the relationships with my co-hosts, um, uh, for my friendship with Wendy say and Via. that has been a big, um, impact on my life. I, I feel like I'm a better communicator, you know, because of this podcast, but really this podcast most likely saved my life for the long term and gave me a, a lot of years. Um, because, when in November we were um, deciding what we were going to record and we decided that we were going to record a episode about um, it's not about new year's resolutions. It's about habits. And we, we assign topics. So we had a meeting, the four of us had a meeting. What are we going to launch for the beginning of the year? In November, we were recording for what needed to be launched in January and um, one of you assigned me, or maybe I picked it. Maybe I said, I'll do it. Um, the topic of it's not about a New Year's resolution. It's about habits. And, you know, you don't realize when you're in, when you're in something and in the moment that that assignment is actually what changed my life. And I, I'm so grateful to God mm. for, for giving me that because it was really the foundation for my, my health journey was because of the research that I had to do for that podcast. So I was doing all the writing for it. Mm. And so I read blogs and blogs and different books and got out the one thing again, um, got out multiple different books about habit building and wrote that, wrote that episode. And if there's an episode that I hope every listener listens to after you hang up from this episode is that one. Because that is the episode um, that that changed my life. Uh, because I understood that I had been looking at my health as like a get get healthy quick scheme, mm-hmm. not not realizing that your health you're gonna journey, you're gonna fix it fix it and move on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fix it and move mm-hmm. on. And I realized when I when we were um, when I was doing research for that podcast is I had not built healthy habits. I had, I would try these things and I looked at them very short term. Um, and so they were short term things, short term fixes that never built habits. Um, and so when I, when we were recording that podcast and I was doing the research, I realized, okay, 
I need, I need domino habits. I need to replace my current habits, unhealthy habits with new healthy habits. And, and it, and I realized this wasn't a get, get quick. It wasn't a quick thing. This is a life thing. Your, your health is, is life. I mean, that's, it's a lifestyle. Having a healthy lifestyle is how you stay healthy, is how you lose weight, is how you maintain a good weight once you're there. And it took a, many years to 30, till I was 36 years old to learn that. Um, and, and that has, is what did it is learning that one principle of, um, of changing, taking my unhealthy habits and replacing them. You have to replace the current bad habit with a good habit and doing it one well, step at a time. Yeah. And think about, you know, all the rewards you were given, um, as a child, when your dad came home mm-hmm. and you fed him. Yes. Right. And that's what you're doing to yourself. You're feeding and, and everybody has a different story around food like that. And sometimes it's overeating. Sometimes it's undereating. It's about control. It's about how we were reward, rewarded as a kid. Um, and so what you're talking about is very hard. It's very hard to to change your lifestyle and change the habits of 36 years. So first of all, I'm so proud of you. I really am. I, I, I think you have so much potential and I was so worried. You know, I was so worried for you. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm Me so too. glad. Um, so. You've been, you've been, Wendy, you've been such a key part of this and honestly by action, right? I mean, I think, you're, um, you and when I first started getting healthy, I was actually at your house and I got to work out with you, with you and Jay, <laughs> but it was, you right. guys are such an, you guys are such an example of what I'm talking about, having habits around your health. And yeah. it, it, you have been leading through action, um, in my life and in so many people's lives. I mean, your team's life and, and so many that look to you and Jay, as the example in this area. And I, I a hundred percent do. Um, and it was, it was easier for me because I could look at you and Jay and say, you know, what habits do they have? Right. Um, okay. I just need to build on, I need to build on my current habits, changing them, um, to be healthy habits. And you've been such an example of that for me and an encouragement. Um, I mean, always telling me I'm looking good, but as you saw my journey of, of losing weight and just encouraging me along the way has made such a difference. So, well, well, thank you. So let's hear how you did it. So you had that yes. big aha. And then what, I mean, of course, Sarah has big aha. She goes into action. She gets tactical. So what were your tactics? Yeah. So, so the first thing was I realized I was, I would take on when you study habit building, I realized I was, I was taking on everything at one time. So I was thinking I was going to go from being like extremely unhealthy to like, you know, a health coach. <laughs> um, and that's just, that's not how ha- habit, habits are built. It's one sort of at a time. And so I decided we were just starting our 12 week year um, sort of philosophy as, as a team. And so I decided I would pick one um, sort of domino habit every 12 week year. So the first one was water. Um, and so for me, I knew that if I drank enough water, um, every single day that I actually made healthier decisions. So a domino habit is like the first thing that you have to do to then make the habit a reality. And so for me, it was, it was water. So I started that first 12 weeks. All I did 
was I um, started drinking water. Wow. So and you gave up the diet coke. Yes. So I gave up okay. all soda. Uh, so drink had my coffee in the morning, um, but only one only one cup a day, um, and mm-hmm. I only drank water. So that was my first. The first thing I did. And what did that look like? You had just a bottle of water or wherever you went or are you what, like, let's I get did. really, so I have, really yeah, granular. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I bought a hydrate water bottle. So what I realized was my days are packed with meetings um, and I just would forget. Like I had good intentions going into the day. So the sure. first thing I did was I would drink as much water in the morning as possible because I knew my days were very busy. So that was, I would reward my body with water. So my dad actually taught me this because my dad had actually lost over a hundred pounds and wrote a book called Bod for God. And it has had a very healthy influence on my life as well now. Um, and so that's I didn't a- know he wrote a book. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's a. He's You've actually talked a very, about his weight loss. You've never, you have never yeah, mentioned he, the book, Bod for well, God. Had, I mean, I wouldn't forget yes. that. Yeah, no, I know you yeah, wouldn't. Actually. That's great. I love that. No, he wrote a book yeah. about how how about, he did it, and and um, he talks in the book about you know, in the Christian world, health and health and overeating it, or overeating is the acceptable sin. Hmm. Like so, like. You know, I was raised Glutt- a Baptist. Gluttony, I guess. Yeah, gluttony. Right? Yeah, 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 gluttony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, gluttony is the acceptable sin, and so his book is about how much the bo- how much the Bible actually talks about your body and health and taking care of yourself, and it's a very good book. Uh, and so Sounds he good. he taught me that you know after you go to sleep, you need to reward your body for all the work it did while you were sleeping. And so you do that by giving it a huge glass of water. And so I would have a huge glass of water in the morning. And then carry around the hydrate bottle. And what I like about the hydrate bottle is that it, it lights up. So if you haven't drink, if you haven't not taken a sip of water in a certain amount of time, it will start flashing. And so oh, wow. I would carry it around with me everywhere I went. And then um, when I was in meetings, it would start flashing and I would pick it up and drink. And so it helped me make sure that I hit my water goals. I also made it into a competition, of course. <laughs> I got uh, I got all of my executive leadership team uh, hydrate bottles, and we would compete every day for who drank the most water. So. I love that. Did your like toilet paper bills go up yes, at the office? It or did. Anything like yes. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah, there was a lot of bathroom breaks. Yeah. All right. So water is the first domino, and 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 then what? So then the second twelve week year. So I got that under in that I made it a real habit, right? So then I built on it, right? So then the next thing was like I'm going to start exercising, and that was a big deal for me because I hadn't exercised consistently in many, 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 many years, well over a decade. Um, and part of it was not having an exercise I enjoyed. I don't mm. like running. I don't like uh, mm-hmm. walking. I don't let like I. A lot of exercise, I'm not a huge fan of. I I don't enjoy it. Mm. So, but I've always loved riding my bike. I've always loved riding mm. my bike. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get a Peloton because if I can find a, a workout that I like, that I enjoy, I'll do it more. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. I tell people that ask me all the time now, I'm like, it doesn't matter like what you do. It matters that you do something, that you're moving your body. Um, so pick what you like, pick what you like. You don't have to follow me and do Peloton. If you like row, the rowing machine, do that. If you if you like running, do that. Like find what you enjoy and then and then do that. So 
my, the next 12 week year was that I was going to reach the goal of working out three times a week, three times a week on the Peloton. Okay. Okay. And I, I went, was that like 20 minutes, 30 minutes or in the beginning 10. And and I can, I want all my listeners to hear me like you, it's okay. Don't, you don't think you're going to go from not working out for over a decade consistently to like these long stamina workouts that like, I didn't have it in me, but I knew I just needed to start moving my body. And every week I got mm-hmm. better and better and better. And now I can do a four, a 45 minute, like high intensity Peloton ride and probably keep going. Um, and so like, but that took me a long time to get to. And so just start moving your body. Um, whatever that means for a certain period of time, get, get moving. But that's, that's what I did was I started, I started moving through, through the Peloton. And how are you feeling differently at this point? Like, how are you feeling on a daily basis? So so much better. Um, water alone, um, helped me feel so much better. And then I started, um, I naturally started giving into exercise more to where I act uh, not on purpose, but accidentally replaced my emotional eating with exercise, mm. which like the fact that I'm saying that now I'm like the old Sarah's like literally laughing at me. Cause like, I used to laugh at these people. Like when you have stress, go for a run, you know? And I'd be like, what? No, go to McDonald's. Um, but I now yeah. in that person, I became that person to where I would have my water bottle on my way home. I would go a different direction, a longer way home to where I wouldn't pass through drive throughs and I would jump on the Peloton. And that was a stress reliever for me. Um, and so I leaned into that and replaced sort of the emotional eating with exercising when I needed the pick me up because it does give you such a pick me up. I mean, exercise is, is a drug. Your body produces its own. You always um, feel better after. Yes. Yes. And I, I became, you always feel, you don't always feel great during it, but you always feel better after. Yeah. 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 Well, that's smart. There's actually lots of, there's lots of studies that show that replacing a healthy habit, replacing a bad habit with a healthy habit is one of the best ways. Um, I know when Jay was trying to quit smoking, which is a very Mm. difficult habit to break, he started training for the New York City Marathon. And that was his, you know, every time he would want a cigarette, he would go for a run instead. Yep. Yep. And that's what I learned on that podcast, right? So. Yeah. So you've got your, you got your hydration, um, you've got your, um, you've got your exercise and then what was, what was next after that? Next was food. And, and I was, I was most scared about that one because, um, just because of what my lifestyle was around food. And I, am both a salt, I have a salty tooth and a sugar tooth, um, the best both of those. And so, uh, struggled with that. And I had tried so many different plans, eating plans. Um, but I really started doing some research on, on what I could do for a lifestyle plan. And so I did a good amount of, of research around that. And I, I live a very busy life, mm-hmm. have a lot uh, packed in one day, both family and work. Um, and I started studying intermittent fasting. And so, um, there was a, uh, BBC, um, documentary, um, that a team member sent me about intermittent fasting. 
And it's about an hour long. We'll, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Um, but that was one of the first things I did was watch that documentary around the power of fasting. Um, we, we didn't eat three meals a day until there was refrigeration. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of it's like, not normal, eat, yeah, it's not normal. Our bodies were not made to eat that like, like that. Um, and so like fasting was a very much part of a lot of, um, the cultures previously, uh, before refrigeration, um, and more out of necessity, but it was, it's actually very good, very good for you. So I learned about intermittent fasting. And so I chose to do, uh, one meal a day, one meal a day. And then on the weekends, I would pick one day where I had two meals a day. Um, and so I did that for why I still do that now. So that's my, that's my lifestyle. Um, and so I started, uh, one, one meal a day. Um, and I, I pretty much ate what I wanted in the one meal a day, but when you eat only one meal a day, you make wiser decisions because if you Mm. eat, um, if you don't eat enough, you're more intentional about it. Yes. Yes. If you don't eat enough protein, if you don't have a balanced sort of meal, you actually won't be able to make it 24 hours to the next meal. And so you mm-hmm. choose wisely because you know that you need to make it for the next meal. And so I, I've been doing intermittent fasting one meal a day now for, um, I don't know what, 16 months. Um, and, and that has been my and lifestyle. what does that look like? Is it lunch you have normally or you have Typically lunch or dinner? Typically it's lunch or what except for date night. So Thursday nights was dinner, but every other, every other day uh, was, was lunch. And it worked both in my crazy work, work, work ways, because like, you know, food is an inconvenience when you're busy. Um, and so that helped, um, mm-hmm. not have to pause and eat all the small meals that a lot of the plans wanted me to do. Um, and then, uh, having the dinner yeah. for, for date night. So. Nice. I love that. And so you've been doing that for 16 months. Um, what's your total weight loss? So 70 pounds, right under, right under 70 pounds, almost there. Um, yes. Amazing. And I am the smallest I've ever been. Um, I even like, I'm basically smaller than what George is saying when he met me. And I think he's right. Um, and, uh, the lowest weight I've been in, um, I saw a number on the scale recently that I hadn't seen in, I don't know, 15, 15 years. Um, and it, I feel amazing. My clothes yesterday, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but those that struggle with their weight, it's not going to sound crazy. I wore, um, pants, I wear dresses in the summer, but it's getting cold here. And so I put on pants with a short, short shirt that only the, the shirt wasn't showing my belly, but it was to the pants line. Um, and Mm -hmm. I looked amazing. (laughs) I have not worn a short <laughs> shirt in for for I don't know ten years. It was like it was the best feeling. I was the best feeling. So I I'm nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. I love that. I love that. Well, and that is just a perfect way to wrap up. Is there anything else you tell our listeners about your health journey before we before we end? No, I, I just um, you. If, if you are killing yourself with your eating habits or with your lack of exercise, um, you cannot help others. And I know that all of our listeners 
all of our listeners have a desire to build big empires. And I just wanted to encourage you guys, focusing on your health is not selfish. It, it is actually the opposite of selfish. You know, jumping on the Peloton instead of having that meeting or making sure you get home in time to cook a healthy dinner. Um, all of those things are part of having a big business because you have to take care of yourself first. And then you can have a long-standing business, big business that makes a big impact on the world. And so what, what I want to say to our listeners is make your health a priority. Do not let it go. Um, you have our permission today to look at your schedule and change your schedule and make exercise a priority, make cooking, he cooking healthy meals a priority. Um, because I'm telling you, if you want to have a big business, that big life, the number one thing is your health. You cannot win. You cannot make an impact if you're dead. Just as Gary said to me, so please hear me, go out there, have a big business and a big life, but by making your health a priority, number one, the number one priority. I love that. Well, thank you always for being one of the most vulnerable and amazing people I know. You're officially the whole package, Sarah. You've got it all now. Um, and it's just an honor to be your friend. And um, to, I would say to all our listeners, if you thought this podcast was speaking to you personally, it was. So please go out, make a difference in, in the lives of yourself, your family, your friends, and your team. So... Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day and keep building that big business and especially that big life. Bye, guys.